Hey guys, welcome back. It's Chris Bircher, Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom. And this is episode 46, Values. Now this is one of the things that's so oversimplified. And and as you've seen some of my other episodes, you know one of my big pet peeves is oversimplification. You know, if it's from... You know, Charles Atlas, tired of getting sand kicked in your face, you just do this program and you get to look like Charles Atlas. Or if it's a real estate program saying, oh, you can become rich or get rich quick scheme or a a mindset coaching platform. There's so much of this stuff that are products people are trying to sell you. And the solicitation mechanism or the marketing is basically saying, I have the best system. This is so easy. Uh, anyone can do it and it's going to solve all your problems. Well, it's kind of like that with values. It's one of the things you're going to hear about if you're in therapy or if you're in counseling, if you're doing any personal growth or if you're reading any kind of self-help books, you're going to hit on the idea of values. And it's a pretty simple topic if you think about it. What do you value? Oh, sit down right now and write out your list of values and this is going to be something that you can use. Well, I have been through about, well, over 10 years of, of, of hearing the idea of what your values are, thinking about your values, and trying to then use that as some useful piece of information that's going to help you change your life or become a better person or overcome anxiety or fear or whatever it is that you're trying to do. And I haven't really been successful except for the last few months of my work with Mandy Napier. And the reason is we have pushed and pushed and pushed on the value concept. And so coming out of this work, which is what I will, which I will describe as incredibly intensive <laughs> and laborious, uh, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of the intent of someone telling you that you know to, to, to make a list of your values or to identify your values. So the first thing that I'll talk about is the process, uh, well, what values are, and then sort of that drill down deep on the process and what I did and what I think it takes uh, to make it happen. And then sort of some reasons why you want to do this. And and it's not going to be in that order because even as I said that, it doesn't make any sense. Um, So first of all, the the initial way of doing it didn't work for me. You read a book and it says, get out a piece of paper and write down your values. Here's some ideas. And I'm going to put a link in the blog post uh, to James Clear's sort of um, worksheet on values. And you'll see this exact same thing. These are what values are. This is what you want to do. And here's a whole list of things that might be your values. And that's helpful, but it's one of these classic things where you don't really understand the meat and the purpose and the why and the usage and the 30,000 foot view of why you're doing values. And so when you're doing the work, if none of that doesn't make sense to you, you may not push yourself hard enough to really achieve the goal. And this is one of those cases where I think it really takes that. Now, some things, you know, like pick your route to work today. Well, I'm just going to go the same way I always go. It doesn't require a whole lot of thought. Doesn't, you know, the end goal does not depend on the work that you put in um, up front um, versus some other things in life. Values is one of those things that just, it requires a lot of editing, a lot of revisions, a lot of time on the front end in order for it to be useful on the back end. And so what is useful about values on the back end? For me, these things are your guideposts to help you stay on track with what you want out of life. They are uh, 
keys to prioritization, uh, keys to goal setting, keys to um, your thinking and challenging old beliefs and some of the other things that we've talked about related to old beliefs. Um, then and, and then your behavior in the world and your reactions to things, and then ultimately your habits and what you do on a daily basis. If you want to change any of those things, I need to quit smoking. I need to um, you know, learn to remember people's names when I'm introduced to them. I need to be more efficient at work. I want to stop um, try, deal with my imposter syndrome or stop some of these negative thoughts that I have. You know, I want to achieve the goal of losing five pounds this year or writing a book or whatever it is. All that stuff is going to back up. You know, upstream of any of those things is determining what your values are. And then there's a flip side to this that I learned from Mandy that it, find, it, it turns out is, is it has some history in the psychological literature, but never came up in 10 years of cognitive behavioral therapy myself, the idea of shadow values, which is another set of values that hide behind your true, your, your uh, most important values. So the reason that you want to do this work is because it's going to simplify any of the other changes that you want to make in your life. And I would even go so far as to say the degree to which you nail your values and understand that they're dynamic and they can change through time. And it's, it's, it's a living document that you're going to need to revisit. You don't do it once and it's all said and done. Um, so it's not, again, it's not that simple. But knowing what those things are or having a good idea about them, tracking them, being on top of them, monitoring them through time is going to make everything so much simpler. And for me, I think it's one of the key tenets or points of all of this self-help, whatever, uh, that I just missed, you know, because I didn't take the time. I didn't take it seriously. I went through the values list and came up with what I thought made sense using sort of one part of my brain in like this writing assignment, achieve the goal um, type of type A behavior, you know, just to please the teacher or whatever, right? And didn't really put the work into figuring out what they were. And that has you know, left me shorthanded with respect to some of the other work that I've been trying to do, like dealing with imposter syndrome, changing my old beliefs, changing my habits. So I truly think, you know, at the front end of changing these things is understanding who you are. I mean, the values is some subset about who you are, because what, what they talk about are, you know, what do you do? What do you love? What do you want? And the flip side of that, what do you not do? What do you dislike? And what do you not want in your life? This all comes down to things that you value. Um, what do you uh, um, place meaning in? You know, and, and again, you can see find these lists in any typical Google search for values. You're going to see some list, and they're all different. And there's probably thousands of different words that you can put in insert. But part of this is thinking about what those words mean. Like maybe religion is a value. Kindness is a value. Um, abundance is a value. Creativity is a value. Things that you think are important. And it's not like watching movies. You know, I think that's important in my life because it's something that I enjoy. But is that really, at the end of the day, going to make it onto a list of my top three or top five values? Probably not. But in the exercise, I think it's important to write things down like that. Maybe you like smoking. Maybe you enjoy cigarettes. Maybe smoking a cigarette is a value to you. But after you put in the work, I think you'll find, 
except in the rare case, it's probably not going to be one of your top three. And the, and the, the goal is to get to some manageable number. For me, it's three to five. I have sort of, well, actually, I have four values and then four, uh, what we'll talk about in a minute, shadow values, sort of hiding behind those values, other mo- motivations. And that's another good th- way to think about values. What motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? What excites you about your day? What are you looking forward to doing? And so it's easy to come up with things, not unlike smoking cigarettes. You know, I like video games. I like swimming in the, at the beach. You know, I like listening to music. These things are all values. They're things in the world, in your life, that you find value in and you want to do and repeat. <laughs> and the flip side of that is... is is worthwhile, but I don't know that you want to go through all of the possible values and think about things that you don't want or you don't want to do, but they can help guide you into areas that um, you might think are important. And so just because it might help, my work has resulted in a list of values that looks like this. Family, growth, really I'm talking about personal growth and sort of being on the road to enlightenment, creativity, that feeling of being in the zone where you're making new things with my brains related to creativity. Uh, and then wealth. And this was a tough one for me because it, notice it's not money, but I do value having an abundance of resources, including money, that allow me to simplify my life and remove some of the challenges and struggles uh, say if I was homeless or if I was, you know, um, didn't have any income or something like that. So th- that's important to me to feel safe. And, th- and that's another motivating factor here is is safety. You know, what are the basic, you know, love, friendship, kindness, um, being around people that make you feel good. All this stuff feeds into values. But in order to get to this list, <laughs> I went through some of the the, the the examples you'll find on James Clear's James Clear's website link that I provide, and some of the other worksheets you'll find in the cognitive behavioral therapy world. And again, an abundance of resources on the internet to do these things. I went through these things multiple times. It's kind of like when you take the Myers Briggs test. Some people like like me, I take it frequently just to sort of see if I get the same kind of result or see how the changes in the test can sort of tweak me from an INFT to an INFJ or, or, or whatever the case may be. And just sort of thinking about the questions, you know, those sorts of quizzes help us think about what our values are and what are important in our lives and sort of how we behave. Uh, and so I made a list and I made another list and I made and I did dozens and dozens of these things over 10 years. But what I didn't do is I didn't ever really go through the first list multiple times. And so that's what I learned to do with Mandy. You make a list, you make another list, you make another list, you make another list, and maybe even you make another list over less than a week's time. And then you go back through that list and you start whittling it down. And you say, well, I like playing video games, but you know, I don't think that that's really what motivates me to get out of bed in the morning. Sure, but but maybe there's some element of those video games that I like. Hmm, I like solving problems. I like being presented with challenges. Okay, and and that also reminds me of liking to repair uh, uh, lawnmower engines or, or whatever it is. That allows me to solve a problem. So maybe problem solving. Uh, or fixing things is getting closer and closer to my value. So, you know, you, you think about these words that you place on a piece of paper that are supposed to represent these behaviors and thoughts and ideas 
um, and things that you like about the world. And then you spread those out into actual individual activities that you do, and then you lump them back together. It's this classic splitting and lumping thing that I've talked about and that taxonomists do. How are these things similar? How are they different? And then eventually, you've just got maybe even hundreds of words, and then it's an iterative process of saying, well, being unique and being special, those are kind of the same thing. What's a better word for that? Or which one of these words can I pick that really represents both of those things? And so you can, you know, you're combining ideas into things that mean. And then you go through it and you go, well, this one's more important than this. And you go through this iterative process of ranking. And then you take a break and you go have lunch. And then you come back and you go, well, I'm going to rank this again. And then a couple of days go by and some experiences happen. And you go, you know what? I really think I am motivated by love and friendships. And so I'm going to move this one up. And you just give yourself a couple of weeks to go to keep doing that. And then you got to go through the process of taking the top 20 or 25 or whatever and narrowing them down to which ones are more important. And one of the ways you can do this and it's difficult to do this on your own, and it's easier to do with some help, um, is to say, take like number 25 and compare it to 24. Which one of these do I prefer? Okay. And then you put a hash mark or something by it. And, and then you go through that every pairwise combination of things on there to help you sort of add hash marks to the side of these things. And you go, well, hey, that's, you know, this one actually has 10 hash marks, and the one above it only has six. So maybe I need to move the 10 up again. However many ways you can creatively learn to think about this, and it really helps to do this with a coach or a spouse or a friend um, to, to help you remove sort of the, the test element because p- part of the motivation is to score well on the test, right? You want to get, I wanted to get my values right. <laughs> like somebody was going to say, yes, you're correct. You value family. Uh, but you got you to gotta figure out ways to, 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 to get away from that. <laughs> you know, that's not the goal. The goal is to provide you with a list of motivational factors about what you prioritize in your life to provide some guideposts when you're feeling stressed or overwhelmed or you have so many things going on, you have to make some decisions about what you're going to do with your day. Maybe you can take time to reflect back on that list of values and go, which one of these tasks that I feel like are all the same level of importance do I really need to achieve today? Do I really need to make sure the coworker at work is happy with my behavior by spending more time with them? Or do I value my kids higher than my relationship with my work people and really can blow them off and stay home with my kids today because they're sick or, or whatever it is? Uh, that's the magic of these of values for me is, is just helping you remember what you're working on. And on top of sort of saying, and, and then not just on in, in, the, in the context of what am I going to do with my day, it's what do I want to achieve in my life? Do I want to have a wonderful flower garden in my yard? Do I want to get a better job that pays me more and allows me more freedom? Do I want to manage my budget and pay off all my debt? The, the, your values can help figure out which one of those things are more most important and sort of allow you to predict the future, right? If these are values, uh, if wealth is one of your values and you have lots of student debt and a house payment and car payments, maybe a long-term goal and plan ought to be to help create more wealth by paying off your debts and then working more or whatever. Um, to me, that's magic. And also your thoughts. Uh, I had an example today where 
Um, I do this thing where I get super defensive when I feel like people are being critical of me. And my wife made a comment and I immediately went to, this is somewhere I've screwed up and now I'm going to feel bad. But I know um, that one of my values is growth. And I thought, who's this about? So I was able to catch myself in the moment and say, is she just a, a terrible person and she's being critical of me to be mean? Or is this me being sensitive again? And can I use this moment for growth? And so I, rather than ruminate on that for hours and create some, you know, uh, distance between my wife and I and sort of ruin the morning, I thought this is going to, you know, I'm going to take this opportunity and I'm going to choose to address my value of growth and assume that at least part of this is about me. And I'm pretty sure it is. And I'm going to choose to let this feeling go and to not focus on, um, I'm not going to take it personally. And I was able to deal with that. So it helps me manage my thoughts. And then related to that, my behavior, how am I going to deal with this? What am I going to do? Am I going to be distant from my wife and have a couple hours of not speaking or whatever I could have done? Or am I going to try to deal with this in the short term, let it go? And, um, and, and then that, if I can do that nine times out of 10, the next 10 times that happens, now I'm creating new n- neurology you know, um, connections in my brain that will point me in that direction rather than point me in the old direction of ruminating about how I'm being criticized and um, take it personally. So that's the magic of values in a nutshell. Um, And so, you know, again, you can think of things like what do you like, want, or need in your life what motivates you to get out of bed in the morning? Um, does this sort of universally, and you can think of all the different like specific examples, uh, sort of motivate and, and, and optimize or hit on the, the highest life that I want to be living? And so that's how you can move these things up your list and come up with your short list. And one of the ways that you can do this is by journaling. I think the magic, and James Clear will tell you this if you click on the links in the blog post, that being mindful of the idea of values and you know spending time writing about it as well as modifying your list and then making it part of your life to check in every six months or three months or a year to sort of say, mm, has this value changed? Have I have had new things come into my life where these are different? It just becomes a, a, a concept in your life that again can drive goals, thoughts, beliefs, behavior, and habits. It's how people can change. At the front of all change is going to be some awareness of what it is you want in the world. Now again, when I got my list down, for those that care, made it this far and want to know, family, growth, creativity, and wealth. Now, a brief bit about shadow values, which I could probably spend a whole episode on, but truthfully, it's a fairly new concept to me. So if you think about the motivational element, what gets you out of bed in the morning? There are values that we don't want to talk about. They're not going to show up on a list. Maybe being rich or even greedy is something that you value. Maybe you find safety in being powerful and 
you know, a leader and someone who can fire people and, you know, get the job done and climb the corporate ladder. Maybe that's something that you want. Maybe you want to be the greatest motorcycle racer there is and you want to be aggressive and strong and unafraid of stepping on people and running them off the road. I mean, those those are motivational forces and things that you are allowed to value, but it's not going to be the easiest thing to talk about. Nobody's going to be like, well, I'm, you know, primarily I'm greedy. <laughs> You're not going to say that. And truthfully, greed is not a terrible habit. Now, maybe gluttony is. Maybe piling resources and hoarding them away just so you can hurt people is a negative. But being, you know, wanting a lot of a thing, whether, you know, it's money or power, make, it makes you feel safe. It's not inherently bad. And, and it, at least it can, be, it can be used as a tool for good. But if it motivates you to get out of bed, if getting to beating out three other people for a promotion at your job gets you out of bed and makes you feel excited, then it's a value. And they call them shadow values because they're hiding under the surface and they're not things that we necessarily would advertise. Now, mine, being, being seen as special or unique, not in, you know, I can go one direction with that and not feel proud about it, but I can go another direction and say, that's who I am. And that motivates me to be different. I sort of feel different already. And then I just want to sort of own that Um, power. You know, I want to be able to do the things I want to do. In order to do that, I need some power over the consequences of my actions or my actions and the results or the things that I am capable of doing. You know, power could be money. I want to buy a sports car. I want to go to the Porsche dealership and lay down a hundred grand. Um, I want to be able to tell people to make that happen, whatever it is. For me, I just want to be in charge of my life and be able to do the things that I want to do, and that requires power. Uh, accolades, as much as I don't want to admit it, I am motivated by rewards. And so getting recognition, whether it's you know being seen as a good parent or being seen as a good employee, or being seen as smart, I need recognition for that, and that motivates me. If I think I'm going to get recognition from somebody, I'm going to have a better chance of having a good relationship with that person. Again, you could take that in a negative direction, you can take it in a positive direction. I like to be the center of attention, like this podcast. And when I was teaching college, I enjoy people giving me their time and attention and awareness and allowing me to share whatever it is I feel like I want to share with them and to being, you know, sort of recognized accolades, rewards as an expert or whatever it is that there would be some value for me to explain something to somebody. That motivates me. It excites me. It makes me feel uh, passionate. I want to go and give a talk, which, which is really interesting because on the one hand, I'm an introverted, and I'm, I'm sort of motivated by personal growth and being creative on my own and being in my family, but I'm also motivated by having tons of people listen to me and look at me as being important and special. And again, until you've done the work and until you've sort of embraced the idea of shadow values, it can sound like a really terrible thing. And, and ideally, they should probably be secrets, but I don't feel bad sharing them with you because I want to... If you don't know about this, I want you to be made aware of it. And I think by sort of sharing mine with you, that might help. Okay. So all of those things wake me up, get me, want to get me out of bed. I've learned to look for those things in the things that I do. And if I'm doing something, maybe I'm helping somebody move or, you know, maybe I'm um, taking time out of my day to listen to one of my kids complain about something. You know, I can check back in 
if I'm feeling uncomfortable or, or distracted, I can check back in with my values and go, how does what's happening right now fit in with the things that I think are important? Okay, it does. And I, I'm going to turn on and be present for this. Mm, it really doesn't fit in with my value system. This is something I shouldn't be spending my time on. So it helps with another issue that I think we'll talk about on a future episode because it's something I'm working on now, or boundaries. This is going to help you figure out how to navigate your life. So I encourage you to, to think about values, to do some Google searches, to check out the James Clear link that's, that I provide in the blog post, and, 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 and consider putting in a little bit of work, identifying what your values are, just as an experiment to see if it might help you address some of the other issues that you're trying to, 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 to address in your life. Awesome. Thanks for listening. I hope you got something out of Knowledge Plus Experience Equals Wisdom, Episode 46 values. I'll see you guys next week with uh, Curiosity Interview 8, and then I'll be back with episode 47 in two weeks. Thanks, guys. Chris Bircher.